1: Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. It's uh, it's the post-Bedlam Monday now. Hopefully, everybody is uh, has calmed back back down, or well, not maybe maybe not calmed back down. Sobered but, up, uh, sobered up. That's a good that's, that's a good, good phrase. As that's we're good. at a brewery, yeah, while we're sitting here uh, getting not sober. Um, <laughs> hopefully, everybody has uh, has enjoyed everything appropriately at this point. Uh, time to talk a little Oklahoma State football. We got a lot to uh, get into. They're at Central Florida this week. A trip that I will get to go on. You don't get to go this week, but uh, it is what it is. So uh, talk about all those things. Talk about what my gunny had to say today. A little bit more subdued today, more businesslike. But we'll yeah. uh, we'll get into all of that. Of course, we want to uh, remind you to uh, to subscribe to the newsletter on Oklahoma.com, the Oklahoma State Cowboys newsletter that we will be producing uh, in the next couple of days. I think, I think it'll be Bedlam related. That's probably uh, probably, probably, probably where we need to go with that. Uh, but we'll get into all of that. Uh, of course, uh, of course, remember to, if you're watching on YouTube, go down into the uh, comments, drop your prediction for the UCF game, and you can win a beer that we will drink for you next week. Uh, we'll get into last week's winners, but I'm getting ahead of myself here because you
0: got some lovely uh, pink lemonade. Is that what, what we're drinking? Pink, what are you, what listen, are you drinking? What are you drinking? Listen, the running joke with me and my wife is I love a pink drink. Uh-huh. That's a running joke. I always end up, if I don't drink a beer somewhere, mm-hmm. and I get like a mixed drink at a restaurant, it almost always ends up pink, even unintentionally. It always ends up being a pink drink. I don't, I, I don't know if I like my pink drinks. Um, no, this is their Sunshine Saison Prickly Pear. The Prickly version. Pear. The Prickly Pear. I did the Sunshine Saison a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in the Prickly Pear version. Uh, a little more tart, but really good. Very really nice. Really refreshing. I really like it. Very nice.
1: I was I was I was not prepared for it to uh, to be that color. Whenever you no, I was not either. Bar, I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. Um, I am uh, I'm being boring this week. Not not really boring, but I'm I'm repeating. I don't usually repeat on the show. I try to try something new every week. Uh, this week i have stuck with Holt, my beer too. Just because I, I I'm a big fan of it. Don't yeah. know how long it'll be around, and uh, and love to uh, to support the cause there. So that's what I'm going with this week. Still love it. Still fantastic. Um, I, I just I, I want to find. I, I, I don't even know if there's any of the original Holt My Beer still available anywhere. Ooh, probably not. I would love to test them and then yeah. t- uh, you know, next to each other. Well, the other, one, the
0: other one was an IPA. It was a hazy IPA. Right. So right. now you've exactly. got a wheat. This is a yes. wheat. It is. It's a
1: hazy IPA last year. Exactly. So. I, I, just, I can't remember. I know I really liked that one last year. I really yeah. like this one. I just, I, I can't, I, I don't I remember. If if I hope what My last Beer year. 3
0: is going to be next year. Right. Who knows? Who knows, who say, knows what uh, could be. Coming probably a pale ale. Sounds about right
1: all right well with that we'll get back to uh to last week's predictions we had a tie so, oddly, so oddly we're enough. drinking
0: we're each, yeah, we, for each somebody.
1: we are we are uh i'll let you drink for uh for go Pokes 1983 who nailed another like one. six in a row now uh, five we're five five. Okay. five in a row now and uh and patrick uh they uh they tied uh both had oklahoma state winning both were off by a combined total of 14 points in uh, in their score predictions uh, missing both a little bit each differently but so, yeah so uh so here we are drinking drinking beers for them so drop your score prediction in the comments for what you think will happen in orlando and uh we'll we'll drink a beer for you next week so with that um you did not feel you were not able to make it to the mike gutty press conference today but uh but we're watching from home uh
0: any any major takeaways from uh and like i said it was a little bit subdued today not yeah it was it was pretty tame um mm-hmm. And I will say that <clears throat> I'm undergoing a little bit of load management. Mm, As you mm. would say, college basketball mm. season starts tonight. That's right. I got a rivalry at 8 o'clock, so I made the decision to do some load management. That's right. And, uh, you know, I'll be there tonight for the game and, uh, and everything. But uh, we can talk basketball for a brief second later. Sure. But, um, yeah, so Gundy, I, mean, I, felt, I thought it was interesting that he, he, seemed, he seemed focused to want to turn the page on Bentham. Yes, immediately. Immediately. like got to quit asking and then immediately someone asked a question that was not a better, related, better related and he was like, I just said this, you know, <laughs> ask me another question. Um, so I think that was his main focus and I think it was for a purpose, I mean he wants the players to turn the page, but I think he's right. ready to for everyone to turn the page to, to really help the players along too. Right. Exactly. I don't know if that's since you got, that's what I got, Yes. was it's just time to turn this page. Huge win, a marquee win for his career. But they've still got three regular season games left and a chance to get to Arlington with us. Exactly. And and going on the road, I guess, at a, at a place
1: you've never been, a team you've never faced, mm-hmm. anything could happen. Central Florida is, I mean, they're, they're not great. But they've hung with some good teams, been in some games that they could have won. and it Should have be been uh, Baylor,
0: they're up by like 50 on Baylor. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. So. So they're a team that can do some damage if you if you allow them to. Really solid offensively in a variety of ways. Defensively, we'll get into that more uh, more later, uh, particularly when we get to the Stone Club Six Pack. Very heavily focused on the OSU offense versus the UCF He's Defense. The only hit I have, all right. Yeah, that's Perfect. exactly right. Now you have a little bit of an idea what's coming at you. Okay. so. Perfect. Um, but with that, Gundy was very quick, and and I asked him, you know, you know, now this year they ch- he changed up the schedule. Sunday is a day off for the players, whereas Monday had always been their day off. They had a practice on Sunday evening with lift and run and, and have a, a, a light practice on Sundays. They don't do that anymore. So as of noon today, he really hadn't interacted with any players. So I I think he's curious, just like we're curious, what's the vibe of this team gonna be on Monday night? We're recording this on Monday afternoon. We haven't even talked to the players yet. We'll get to see that later. Um, but I, I know he wants to see what their reaction is going to be as well. So that's really the most important thing this week because because this is a team that you should be able to, to go execute your stuff and uh, and give yourself an edge. But if you're not focused, mm-hmm. this can get out of hand really quickly, I think. So I think that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm most curious about tonight when we get to visit with players out of yeah. practice, Jacob.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they don't turn this page, everything falls apart, they've built the last five weeks exactly and it's no good um, but I don't know that I'm ready to turn the page yet oh we don't have to I mean, we don't have to right because no, I mean, that's Saturday was fun I would say last night Saturday night right <laughs> it was fun and there's still so much we could talk about this game oh yeah and the aspect of it and I think one thing and, and, and Gundy was asked about this because people still didn't quite turn the page they still kept going back to Bedlam throughout oh, yeah. the press conference um, they asked about the cost of the field goal posts. Yeah. And the field goal post stuff fascinates me. Oh, where absolutely. that went and everything. And I haven't got to read up on a lot of the stuff yet and see some stuff. I've seen some videos, but I don't end up in, in the pond. And mm-hmm. I know I think someone fished it out of the pond. And Gundy acted like someone cut it up into pieces. Uh, I don't know if he if he if he thought somebody had done that or if he just think, thought
1: somebody should have. Yeah, done that. Yeah, I, c- I couldn't quite read that one. Was a little one. unclear what he was. Um, what he was but doing.
0: I, that was all fascinating. That was one of the coolest things tonight was the posts. Yes. Um, and I've, the stump they left behind, and then now that's right. gone. But yeah. like, you know, all that—I think that was fascinating.
1: Uh, I've seen—I, I, you know, everybody saw the video of it going into the pond. Yeah. I've seen the video of it at Wendy's uh, in oh, the drive-through. I've not at, seen that. Wendy's—that's um, amazing. It was a picture or video—I can't remember which—of it outside Murphy's on the strip. I knew it was going um, towards
0: Murphy's. Yes. I just never saw the video at. Oh Murphy's. well, it, 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 towards towards yeah, yeah. that's where they said yeah, yeah. they were they
1: were taking it. So, um, yeah, so. There's going to be legends. This is going to yeah. be one of those things. They
0: should have taken it to Brahms. It was like the Barry Sanders statue right there. Right? When you pull up in the Brahms. Exactly. There. Yeah, That's when it was when it was
1: parked there. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be stories, you know, 50 years from now, 70-year-old men who were who were who are <laughs> 20 right now telling their grandkids about, uh, about the legend of, of the goalposts after the last bedlam and where it ended up. My favorite up
0: part and, was still watching them trying to get out the tunnel that we were at waiting on the players right, in the yeah. press conference and stuff. Yes. It's like no, like, you can't fit this to a tunnel, and they had to go back. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I just saw the goalpost come and the <laughs> giant crowd people, and I saw it go the other direction, and I yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, it's not gonna work."
1: No, and, um, and and Gundy was very curious about that today. Like he was asking us mm-hmm. how they get it out of the stadium, and I didn't actually see how it how it was handled because it was gone by the time we got out of post game. Yeah. I would love to know.
0: The I think it's of the gate well. opposite side of us by GIA. Yeah. I think that's the only place you can get it at. I, I would agree with that. So I think that's that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you know, yeah, drop a comment on
1: YouTube. Yeah, we'd love to know. Give us give us the story. If there's video
0: proof of it. Drop a link. We'll even have to watch
1: videos of it too. Even better. Or if you just like to make up a story that you're going to tell <laughs> your grandkids yeah. 50 years from now, throw that in there too. We would love to hear it. Yeah. So um, with that, uh, you know, I, I I kept out my game notes. Uh, today, I don't don't usually bring props to the show, uh, but we've we've noticed this the last few weeks, and I apologize for the people who are just listening to the audio version of this because they can't see it. But you turn the page into into the game notes. There's this huge graphic of Ollie Gordon, yeah, with all is the. This is uh, like the
0: third week in a row, I think. Of yeah, this. exactly.
1: This is this is new. Like right? you always, yeah. you every time Gundy's you opened up, versions. it was it was the Mike Gundy page. Now they've got this uh, the, this two page spread of individual players. Uh, who are award candidates, and the huge Ollie Gordon page, which they're having to update every week because it's uh, it's it, the numbers are going up every week. Um, uh, the uh, w- one of the craziest ones to me, uh, and there's a lot of crazy ones, but uh, he's the lead, he leads the nation in uh, rushes of over 20 yards with 17, rushes of over 30 yards with 13, and rushes of over 40 yards with six. And uh, that's uh, that's the kind of stuff that keeps your name in the Heisman yes. conversation. Even when you're not on a team that's contending for a national title or you're not a quarterback, mm-hmm. um, because this has really sort of become a quarterback award. Uh, I think the only running backs to win it in the, in, in the 2000s are the two Alabama guys, mm-hmm. uh, Derrick Henry and uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah, Mark
0: Ingram. What happened to Mark Ingram? What happened to that guy?
1: Yeah, I think he's on TV now. Oh, OK. Yeah, I okay. think. Pretty sure I saw him recently. but. Um, but, yeah, it's hard for a running back to get that kind of, of respect. And Ollie Gordon is doing the kinds of things right now. If he can keep it up over the next three weeks, they're going, uh, going to keep him in that conversation. And, um, and you know, Gunny talked again today about the need for him to stay humble and hungry. And I feel like in what little bit we actually get to know about these guys that Ollie, while while he has this side of his personality that loves the attention and loves interacting with people and loves being the life of the party, is also very internally competitive. Yeah. And I think that's the part that's going to carry him through this because I think that's gonna what that's what's gonna push him on a day like today, uh, you know, or or on on Wednesday afternoon when uh, you know he wants to wants to relax. That's not that's what's not going to allow it. So I think he's gonna be okay. Mentally and how he handles this.
0: Now, he's had fun with this Bedlam one. I've enjoyed the videos of him saying there's only one Oklahoma and it ends with State. Right. I've seen that multiple times, different versions of that twice. Um, He had an Instagram post I thought was pretty spicy last night of, you know, Oklahoma State fears God, but Oklahoma fears Oklahoma State or something. Right, right. I'd say I totally butchered that. I thought it was pretty spicy. Yeah, but
1: just just going back, taking the shot back at OU for what they did to Texas. Exactly, yeah. He's
0: he's had some fun with it. But that's his personality. I don't think it's an ego. I don't think it's a... um, I'm better than everyone else. I think it's a... We won. I'm going to enjoy this moment and move forward. And I think that's what... I think he'll move forward to UCF. Um, And those numbers you read off, all I could think was... UCF's defense, run defense, has been really bad. Yeah. Those numbers might all expand in a large way. Yes. uh, If OSU is focused and does what it needs to do. Yeah.
1: Um... Dead last in the Big 12 against the run, giving up 212 yards a game, uh, 127th nationally against the run. It's it's a scary situation. Now they're really good against the pass. They're actually that was what was the funniest thing looking at their stats yesterday in the Big 12 standings. Best pass defense, worst rush defense. Interesting. Very fascinating that you can even pull that off. Um, so that. Makes for some uh, some interesting yeah. dynamics going into this game. Um, but yeah, so, uh, taking this back to, to the broader perspective of the entire team, there are two reasons that I don't, I, I, I don't want to say that they're that they're letdown proof, but there's two reasons that I, I think they can avoid a letdown. Uh, number one is, there are a lot of guys still left from last year's team mm-hmm. that fell off the cliff and they know what that felt like they know what it looked like they know they don't want it to happen again number two all the guys that are on this year's team were at the bottom six weeks ago yeah and i, I, I if they hadn't gone through that i don't know if they would be able to, to handle the wave right now as well um obviously if you had the option you'd rather be undefeated right now and and take your chances of, of handling a possible letdown but Because they went through what they went through in mid to late September, I think that they're emotionally in a place that they're going to be able to get through this better than they might have been able to otherwise.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think of those guys last year, like you mentioned that, especially, like, and Ollie's one of those guys. We were talking about Ollie. Like, Ollie was on that team. Ollie was, you know, watched that fall apart. And I I think this team's built better camaraderie, camaraderie, than last year's team I would in a lot of ways. That. I would agree with and that. And I think that's going to have an impact too. And I think, um, careful how I'm saying this, because I don't want to make it sound like I'm bashing last year's team mm-hmm. or some people on that. But and I think you, they've got this leader in Alan Bowman mm-hmm. who's stepped up and is that veteran old guy that has been in a lot of places now, been through a lot of stuff. And I think he's got the right personality and the right demeanor to kind of make sure right. that this doesn't happen again. Right. Um, you know, he wasn't here, but I think he understands right. yes. how to do this.
1: Yes. Um, just a different personality. Um, you know, Spencer Sanders was a guy that that players wanted to go to war for because of his intense competitive nature, but he was a different kind of leader. Yeah. And I think I, I think that Bowman's maturity um is is something that that this team could lean on more, more so where where Sanders was a little bit erratic in that in that respect because he was so intensely competitive uh, that he kind of went it kind of went overboard every, every now and then. So, yeah, and um, I, uh, did you see, I, I'm sure you did because I'm pretty sure Ollie was wearing one in postgame. The, uh, the, uh, the the State Brothers. State Brothers, yeah, the Step Brothers t Yeah, exactly but it's it's,
0: it's Ollie and all in Alan Bowman yeah. and the Step Brothers, but it's called State, State Brothers. Yeah. Yes. That I think was those fantastic. shirts are going shirts on sale for what I saw on social media. I would I hope, I I would hope go so. Pick them up. I would I don't know where, but I think he has to go pick right. them
1: up. I would I would certainly hope so. That's a good move on somebody's part yeah. right there. Um, uh, that said, uh, sticking with, with Alan Bowman. Um, there have been there have been rumblings about this. This was the first time that I had seen it brought up to to Mike Gundy. Uh, about the potential of Alan Bowman, applying for a seventh year, a uh, a medical hardship, in 2019, plays the first three games for Texas Tech, breaks his collarbone out at Arizona, doesn't play the rest of the year. So, mathematically, that's uh, that's below the limit that he could apply for a seventh year. Now, we don't have any information as to whether he will actually do that or not. Gunny said he doesn't know, he's heard that as well. Uh, says that paperwork doesn't get filed until after the, uh, the regular season is over. So there's all of that stuff, uh, but it poses a very, very interesting question for, uh, for, for this offense based on where they're going right now, uh, the things we just talked about with the leadership skills, all this stuff, this offense could look very interesting with Ollie Gordon as a junior and, and Alan Bowman coming back for, for a seventh year. You, know, you got a chance to have all these offensive linemen back and, and, and play in the way that they are. Um, you know, the, the majority of the receivers are guys that, that still have eligibility left, so it could be very fascinating. Yeah, it's all speculation at this it's point. It's all
0: speculation. It could also be very fascinating, very fascinating what happens in the quarterback room. Right, that's a whole yep. different mess that we don't really exactly. need to get into right now. But right. that could all be
1: that, that. too would be a, a, a boatload of, it, of speculation because yeah. we have no idea how any of those guys would react to, uh, to that news. Uh. That said, something we'll be keeping an eye on mm-hmm. over uh, over the coming weeks as uh, as, as things progress. So, um, anything else from uh, from Gundy that uh, that really jumped out at you today?
0: No, I think that's kind of the bulk of it. I mean, rather than the cost of the football Post yesterday to be what that fifteen uh, thousand, right? That was fun. I or thirty thousand. Yeah, said. right.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh,
0: Maybe, maybe he was thinking of that's how much it costs for one on each end. Yeah. Who told him fifteen thousand? Uh,
1: Kevin Klipworth. Okay, Definitely. Kevin. Did. Okay. Yeah. So it then, was yeah. a legit answer.
0: Okay, that's, yeah. that was my question. I couldn't hear that part at home at the time. Right. Who said that? So.
1: Yeah. Um, now, one uh, one thing that I that I, I found fun um, that happened in the uh, in the walk off when we get to uh, when the beat writers get to chat with Gunny after the press conference uh because i made a joke I, I said uh i said if holder if, if mike holder was still the athletic director would he have been out there with a crane to to dig that thing out, <laughs> out of the out of out of theta pond and, and glue it back on and and he said no, no holder was notorious for uh, uh, very for trying to pinch pain the same anywhere he could but Gundy thing. said no in in uh, in that situation he just said tear him down yeah let him let him do it he, he said um so uh, Holder sits on the front row, right behind the bench, and Gutney saw him in the final minute as they were as they were running the clock down, and uh, said he could tell he was, that it was a very emotional win uh, for Holder. And so he went over and say he actually shook his hand with like 30 seconds left to go in the game, mm-hmm. and uh, congr- you know celebrated with him for a second, That's awesome. uh, which I thought was uh, which w- was a cool thing. But he said when it comes to stuff like this, um, you know, money was uh, was less of a concern yeah, for. For old Michael Let older. the students have fun. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, a lot of, lot of, uh, a lot of interesting stuff that, that came out of, of, of today's conversation. Um, you know, he addressed the untalked in the third in his red shirt. Obviously, that's out the door now. That he's, he's played in five games. Um, but, and, and Gunny shut down injury talk really quickly when he got asked about the receivers. So, there's no telling who might come back this week. Obviously, Blaine Green was in uniform and didn't ever see the field. Saw a lot of three-receiver sets. Only four receivers even got on the field, period, all night. So we'll see what happens with that. But it feels like Leon Johnson is going to need to be a, uh, a heavily involved piece of this offense going Did forward. Did
0: you ever think that OSU be OU with just four receivers? No. I think that would ever be possible. No. They should have, like, when you think about it in that, those terms. Right. They should have got crushed. Yeah. They should have just got overwhelmed on offense. Right. Like they shouldn't have had a shot.
1: Yeah. Especially when you when you think the four receivers that played: Brendan Presley, obviously a star.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Rashad Owens at the beginning of the year was the third string guy at yes. that position where he's played. Yeah. Leon Johnson was technically technically a backup, but they didn't want to play him at he's all. A D three guy. Yes, exactly. And and Kael was the fourth receiver to play, a former walk on, former walk on, uh, who's. I think really only made maybe five catches in his entire career. One that anybody even remembers yeah. was the one at Boise I, State. So I,
0: I've covered this team the whole time and I remember just the one catch.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if, if you were sitting there at, you know, the 1st of September and said, hey, this team's going to, they're going to win Bedlam and these are the four receivers, the only four receivers they are going to yeah. play. Like,
0: how is that even possible? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's, that's coaching yeah. right there. Like that's, Casey Dunn, Mike Gundy, his off the offensive staff figuring out how to how to get this team in its system and go in the right direction. Right, exactly. Because you think back to like 2021, they dealt with a bunch of
1: receiver injuries, and they uh, they they shut down. Now they had they, they went heavy to the run and focused on Jalen Warren, and they had Spencer Sanders obviously to add a different dynamic, but they really and cut back got, in the passing game.
0: And it got better as the year went on. Yeah. They got some guys back. And Tay Martin is the number one right. who is really valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have a Tay Martin. No really, no. You know, they don't have – I mean, he's not Tylen Wallace and James Washington. But Tay Martin was really good. Yeah. And an NFL-type player. So they don't have that guy right now. No. Even I think if they were healthy, I'm not sure there's a guy out been that's a Tay Martin right. impact-type guy. Um, but they're still finding a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, now, I think Stribble could have been that guy. Stribble, I think could have been. Yes, but, but, I, but I'm not the guys that, that yeah,
0: because we didn't see him enough.
1: Right, and the guys that have a chance to come back and play, uh, we definitely haven't seen enough to say they are at, yeah. at that level. Um, yeah. You know,
0: I think Jaden Bray has a lot of potential. I think I think he could be one of those guys. I think talent Shetron, if he can ever stay healthy too, could be that potential. Right. And he, he's behind because he can't stay healthy. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel bad for him because he really looks incredibly talented. Yeah. Just cannot stay on the field long yeah. enough. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Anything else from Gundy before we get to the stone Club six-pack? No, I think I'm ready for a six-pack.
0: All right, good deal. I'm almost Let's, through this spirit. I'm a little sad. I'm not going to get anyone delivered to me in the middle of the podcast. Right, okay, no, no kidding. Me. That's, uh, that's a, a little disappointing. Thing. A little disappointing. All, All right. right,
1: very good. Uh, three uh, three football-related things for the, the, the uh, three-round draft. I did my
0: homework, like always. Right, exactly. You warned me in the middle of the podcast, it's defensive heavy. So yes. there we go. Or uh, no, Central Florida Central defense. Central Eddie. Florida defense has. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I just I know told me. Exactly. All
1: right. First one over or under two eleven point eight rushing yards for Ollie Gordon. 211.8 is exactly what Central Florida oh. is allowing
0: over. per game. I'm going over. Going over. They're gonna feed him and feed him and feed him until UCF stops him, which I don't think they're ever gonna stop
1: him. I don't I don't know that they can. I yeah. really I really don't. And that's uh I'm going over as well. And that's what leads into question number two which is over or under 250 passing yards for Alan Bowman. We've seen a couple of times this year when he hasn't got to that number because he hadn't needed to.
0: I think I'm going to go over. Going to go over? I to think it's going to be. be a big offensive Ooh. day for OSU. Very interesting. I like where they're going with things. Okay. All right. And I'm I going to take some risk here.
1: I understand. Not, not gonna not going to argue with it. I am going under uh, because I just don't think they're going to have to pass that much to... I just
0: know Gundy likes to balance it. Um,
1: he does. He does. And the way he talked today, this defense likes to uh, likes to come up and 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 force you to try to run the ball against a heavy box. And they'll play some some man to man on the back end, and and that could be very beneficial for for some of Oklahoma State's guys that are playing really well in in one on one
0: situations. Right I like Rashad Owens in a one on one situation. Right. And I like right six five Leon Johnson in a one on one situation. Yep. So. And Brendan Runner Presley, too, and he, yeah. gets
1: when he, you know, he he knows how to get open and, yeah. and, and make things happen. So. They get creative with him.
0: So I, I like over. I just think it's a big offensive day.
1: All right. Very interesting. Uh, I am, again, going under on that one. And uh, number three, a, uh, a player prediction one rather than over under. I'm, uh, I'm not even going to try to suggest that anybody other than Nick Martin is going to be the leading tackler in this game. <laughs> Is a run heavy offense that's yeah. suited for him to go have 17. Yeah, yeah. To he's gonna, yeah, he might so, set the score record. Yeah, so my question is who will be the second leading tackler for the OSU defense on
0: Saturday? The run heavy UCF offense, mm-hmm. right? That's what we just established. I'm going to look Xavier Benson. I like the steps Xavier's taking. He's playing well. He's a defensive player of the week, had a huge week, got involved in some turnovers, got some tackles for loss. I just like the way he's starting to. To figure out things and look, Um, I'm gonna go there. My instinct was Kendall Daniels, who I think you might take, but like Kendall Daniels or Colin Oliver, but because like get that second, like get that second third level. But I just think it's going to be Xavier.
1: I can see that. Absolutely can. Uh, I'm going. I'm going a little bit uh, different direction. I'm gonna go with Trey Rucker. Okay. I think he finds himself into into, uh, uh, run support a lot this week, and he's been a really solid tackler. Been getting guys down when he gets the opportunity. So I'm going to go with Trey that's Rucker a from uh, from that spot for the number two leading tackler uh, role this week. All right. Well, uh, as we've established, I am going to Florida this week. You you will not be able to. Sorry. Um, but that got me thinking about Florida and uh, and and things Floridian in general. And so that's what we're going to draft this week. Things. Uh, I, I mean I typed in things from Florida but it can be people too I've got people on my list okay. so that's uh, that's fair game
0: people on anything your list, okay.
1: anything really anything connected to Florida okay I'll pretty much I'm pretty much gonna allow. I
0: didn't think too hard on this you warned me this one on the way before I left mm-hmm. Oklahoma City I didn't think too hard on this one so I'm gonna be winging this one mostly
1: okay so pretty much like the rest of the show yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha I mean, yeah okay. Good deal. Well, do you do you want to go first? I, don't like I always going first. To go first. I don't
0: like going first. Okay. want
1: to keep that up. Okay. Very good. Then I will I will give you the first pick on the things
0: and or people from Florida. It's easy. Destin.
1: That's uh, nothing wrong with we've,
0: that. My family, my my wife and her family, like we've vacationed there plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, we got engaged in Destin, so I've got to go with the beaches of Destin and, and the place there because of all the memories, all the fun we've had. I will kick out the traffic if I could. The traffic's disastrous, but everything that I've been through in, in, in Florida always leads to Destin. Um, like I said, got engaged there, had so much fun there. Um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, they, they got married in Destin one, one year with on our trip, so right. like, I think that's got to be my number one pick. Like, Not so much sentimental importance in
1: there. Absolutely. Um, not uh, not gonna not gonna disagree with that at all. Um, I have actually I've been to a beach in Florida, but not to Destin. I've been to South Beach okay. once uh, back when I was in college, um, which is a fantastic story where we it was a, a bunch of college kids in an R V oh, parked on the street where we opened the door and there was South Beach. So <laughs> it was really kind of ideal for a bunch of, yeah, uh, a no bunch kidding. of college That's kids. That's fun. Um, hard to beat that, but that's not my choice. That was just, right. uh, that was just story time. Uh, my my first draft pick is is going to be uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. Right. Yeah, I uh, you know my son's 14. He's uh, he's huge into amusement parks. Uh, I enjoy them as well. Uh, you know, I didn't um, you know? I got away from them for so long when I didn't have kids, and then uh, with him, coming back into it. We went out there, uh, you know, hit hit all their parks, including the water park, and Volcano Bay, which is spectacular. Um, you know, I know our good friend Marshall Scott of Pistols Firing uh, will occasionally watch the podcast. I know he's really upset right now that I didn't pick Disney World. Uh, but listen, Marshall's not here. Yeah. He's probably sitting at home eating some broccoli or something. I don't yeah, know what he's doing, doing right so, now. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, so that's, that's what it is. Uh, Marshall's going to, uh, at least he, he says, he's going to Disney World this week, is before he? the game, Friday. He's heading out there. Is to he World. Really? He is. Wow. He is. So Good for uh, him. Yeah, uh, happy for him. But I'm a Universal Studios guy
0: myself, so. I haven't been there since I was five. Very nice. So I right. don't remember hardly anything about Orlando yeah. or Disney or anything like that, so. Uh, me and my son were there uh, two
1: years ago. Had a blast four days at the, uh, at the three parks. I'm, I'm pretty
0: sure I'll be there at some point in my future with. Oh Ron yeah. And oh yeah. So, You've got a lot of that
1: in. Uh, yeah. In your in your future yeah, in, I figured the, out in the coming year. That's,
0: that's happening at some point. Um, All right, so. with that, round two back to you. Number two, you're going to laugh at me on this one. The 2003 Florida Marlins <laughs> World Series team, because it's Pudge Rodriguez's uh-huh. only World right. Series victory. Right. They got him the one first year he leaves the Rangers. He wins the World Series with the Florida Marlins. There you go. Now the Miami Marlins. Still the Florida Marlins to me. Absolutely. Uh, I'm thankful for that. That's Mm -hmm. that's my pick for number two. I
1: like that. Uh, uh, Another quick story. Uh, The the night they won that World Mm -hmm. Series, I was at the Civic Center in Oklahoma City watching Jerry Seinfeld do stand-up. And uh, I don't know if, if Seinfeld still does this, I haven't seen him since like 2019. But at the end of the show, he'll come out, instead of doing an encore, he just answers questions from the audience. And somebody asked him, did the Yankees win? And he informs us all, no, the Marlins won the World Series. So I always tell people, <laughs> I found out that the Marlins won the World nice. Series because Jerry Seinfeld Nice, yeah. nice.
0: I remember my grandpa called me, he was a Big Rangers fan. And it was like, hey, did you see, like, I, was, I watched it again, it's like, did you see Pudge? his home plate. Oh, it's like you're call me. That's so excited. Like that always is in my head. So the 2003, Florida Marlins are my number two.
1: That's solid. Very, very solid. I'm, I'll go ahead and throw this out there. This was not. This was on my list for a potential pick. He's not going to make the cut. But Andre Dawson,
0: oh.
1: uh, Hall of Famer, former Cub. Yeah, from Florida. Uh, from, uh, from Miami. Actually, ended his career. He wasn't on the the '03 team, uh, but right before that, he was hanging around with the Marlins for a couple of years. He was—he uh, was one of my guys that uh, that I that I, I I typed in here on my on my list of notes. So, uh, my uh, my second pick, I uh, I'm, I'm going with Tom Petty. Okay, big fan of Tom Petty. Uh, I so I, I grew up listening to whatever music my dad had on in the car, and that was always classic rock at the time. So I became a little bit familiar with him at that point, uh, but then. Um, mid 90s I think it was like 94 he comes out with uh, the uh, Wildflowers album and I was hooked from there that was it a huge Tom Petty fan Uh, especially that album but really uh, as they say I celebrate his entire collection Ah. Um, but yeah uh, he's a Miami guy and,
0: uh, and no longer with us which is sad that is sad yeah so all right with that, back to you for uh, for the start the third, of round three. The third one's tough. Um, it is. I did not look up famous people from Florida, mm-hmm. so I'm struggling a little bit in my head on some of that. Um, but I'm going to go with Emmett Smith. Oh, that's a good one. Because that's a good one. as a young kid growing up, Emmitt Smith's my favorite football player. Mm-hmm. He's from Florida. He is. And then you had all these other players that came from Florida that were the Cowboys. They had a huge impact on the Cowboys right. in the 90s.
1: Yeah. So I think Emmitt Smith is, is my third thing. pick. Very nice. I like that. like it a lot. Um, I, uh, there, was, there was another football player that I had on my list that I'm this is not my, my selection, but Deion Sanders, ah. the Florida guy, Coach Prime. Um, big fan of him. I also have Anthony Richardson on yep. my list, but he's going to have to show me a little bit more. Uh, as a Colts fan, yeah. I'm not quite ready to uh, to throw him into my uh, into my top three.
0: The OSU route should have been. And I, don't think, I don't know if you're not going to take this. Is uh, Montverde Academy because it's where kate Cunningham came That's from. That's right. That's exactly right. It Should have been the OSU yeah, route that, right there. That, for would, uh, that would that would certainly uh, qualify.
1: Um, uh, one other thing I'm not picking that is sports related. Uh, the Daytona 500. We established last week that uh, I, I am a, a fan of NASCAR. Yeah. It's obviously the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Oh first race of the year, which, you know, it's still weird to me that the biggest yeah, I've the understood race is never first but it is what it is. Uh, big Canada, Daytona 500, not gonna take that. This week, uh, another thing on my list that I'm not taking is the Kennedy Space Center. Like, I don't know if this was a deal for you in like elementary school, but like once a year, they would bring this big flyer that was like, like uh, apply to space camp. Oh no. And it was so exotic and cool, awesome sounding, you know, like, fly. you know, weightlessness and, uh, you know, act like an astronaut, all that stuff. Uh, So like I built it up to this massive thing in my head, and I just uh, it seemed like the coolest place on earth Uh, Even though I've never been there. I have no idea what it's Uh, actually like. Yeah, but that was uh, that was up there Thought really hard about putting it in my top three, but it didn't make it. I'm going very simple with my final pick Oranges.
0: Oh, that's good. I love an orange. Yeah, I love orange juice. Oh, absolutely! You can't. I mean, you can't beat it. No, that's great. No, it's <laughs> just, it's just. Uh, that's a low key, like that's under the radar, really strong. Right. Pick.
1: right. That's that's so, what I felt like. Yeah.
0: Especially getting in the last round. It's a, yeah. That's a, a last round. Yeah. Steal. That's a good one.
1: That's a last round steal right there. So. I like it. And it kind of hints at. Uh, well, I don't know if we'll draft it next week, but we have another, uh, yeah. another, uh, an, another list to draft that it, it sort of hints at. But. Um, yeah. All right.
0: That's good. Are we yeah. done? I think so. All right, good deal. We got All basketball right. tonight, so let's yeah, go. that's right. You want to you oh, no, uh, talk a little basketball? I mean, yeah, some hoops. I mean, you know, I think it's just gonna be interesting to watch this team uh, that's remade. There's only three scholarship players that return. Right. Um, Bryce Thompson's one of them, which is huge, but um, you know, it's a young, a lot of freshmen, a lot of talented freshmen. They're gonna be without Javon Small and Javon Keller for a little bit, but uh, I'll be interested to see Avilan Christian tonight.
1: Women also start tonight um, here, uh, not too long after we're actually recording this. Um, I won't be able to make it because I do have to be at football, which ends right in the middle of uh, of when the basketball game is, so I won't be there for it, Uh, but very much a similar situation. Four scholarship players held over from Oklahoma State women's basketball program last year to this year. Um, They got hit hard by graduation because they brought in a lot of of, uh, fifth-year players last year, Uh, but... A remade roster and going to be a little bit more of a defensive focus this year. Uh, still going to be pushing the ball. Still be shooting a lot of threes. They've still got Leor Garzone, uh, Anagret Assi, who are both both shot over forty-one percent last year from three. They'll be uh, they'll be they'll still be firing up shots from the outside. Still going to score a lot, but more defense uh, based on uh, on some different things. Riley Langerman, who uh, we yeah. both covered at the high school level, yeah. at, Christian level at
0: Christian Heritage. Uh, went to Arkansas for a few years. Now she's back in the state of Oklahoma. It's, it sounds like OSU women are going opposite of what OSU men. They're right. they're going defensive heavy. The OSU men are going offensive heavy. Now. Right. So it'll yes. be interesting. To see. which is, it's also interesting because that's it's counterintuitive
1: it. to both coaches. Yes. yes. So that's uh, that's also going to be a, a fascinating yeah. dynamic to watch with both of those teams throughout the year. So, all right. Well, with that, I think uh, I think it's time to go ahead and wrap this yep. up. We can finish these beers and go get ready to uh, to talk to some football players, players, and then you go cover some basketball. So. With that, we thank you for watching or, or listening to the Cowboy Chronicle.
0: Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan.